game three is where we would have been going last week when we backtrack about the importance of work versus faith. Can you work without faith? If somebody says, I have faith, and the other person says, but I have works, are they one and the same? Or are they like your hand and blood? You can't have one without the other. If a person says, you really have faith, faith is something that we can't see unless it is sensed through one of the senses that God has given us. And most of the time, that's I'm going to watch your actions and listen to you if I'm a blind person. Um, so then hopefully my ears are working so that I can hear and then I can say, yeah, that sounds consistent from what he says with, his, with respect to his faith. I have experienced it. So there is an experiential component. That's the backdrop. Um, which Paul, which James was basically saying is, you can't have one without the other. Now, mind you, um, it is not saving <clears throat> faith <clears throat> because you are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. Now, having gone through that, that saving faith, then the next component is, now how is that, how do you live out your faith or your body of belief? And he says that is done by actions. It has to be seen, doing things. Because we said, yeah, you can have some people who do a lot of things, but they may not be saved. Because they can come to church, they can mouth the words, they can learn the language, and still not be genuinely saved. That's why salvation is a very personal thing. If you tell me that you are saved, I cannot refute that unless I know something. And, and even then I'm a little cautious because I might see you, hear you in, in a situation where I said, oh, oh, that does not reflect what I understand a saved person to be doing, saying. But that may be your area or moment <clears throat> when you are out of the will of God. It does not give me the right to say that you are not saved um, at that point. So I'm personally very cautious not to do that. <clears throat> so um, let's distinguish, make sure that we distinguish between saving faith and then faith is a body of belief, you know, that, that you say you believe in God, you place faith, you are, you are a sinner, God is the, your savior. That is what we are referring to. And change the same to those believers. <clears throat> if you say you um, believe this body of truth, then show me. And other people are saying, no, show me. And we use the example we use in scripture. <clears throat> sort of body. But if we say Abraham was an example of that. How did Abraham, how did we know that Abraham had faith in God? Abraham said he believed in God? Yeah, everybody can say that. Um, but what did he do that demonstrated that? Well, the idea of taking his son and was prepared to give his son is amazing. That shows it well. That's, as far as Abraham was concerned, that was his most precious possession at the time. And he was prepared to give that up to God. To God says, take him, sacrifice, offer him as a sacrifice to me. And he was willing to do that. The other example was this girl, um, dressed in red, who was on fire. <clears throat> and that's the song says, this girl is on fire. Oh, okay, I know who sang it. I just hear the lyrics. Um, name is Rahab, right? Um, Rahab also is even listed among those who had great faith. Hmm. What do you think of somebody, is there anybody today who in our contemporary time who you would say have great faith? 
so that you say, hey, mama, now we're looking way back when these people listed in the Hall of Fame of Faith, or Faith Hall of Fame. But then you have Abe, Abe, and you have Rahab, just name of two. Anybody who you would um, nominate today, um, 2014, based on what you saw maybe 2013, um, or your recent history, and say, nah, I will recommend this person. No, I think they could be a good example of a, I guess, faith or a theme. Mm, nobody, it's amazing. Mm. You think they all go on? They're dead. <laughs> no faith people live. And who expressed that? Or oh, so difficult to tell now. Because there's so many voices <laughs> crying in the wilderness. I have faith, I have faith. Where's your work? Where's your work? And I guess if you really. I suppose people are doing it then, but it's not publicized because they don't get their own news. You know, people just go about doing their usual good deeds, living out their faith in practical ways, um, which is to be commended. But we don't, they don't make headlines. Of course, when one proclaims or to be a Christian steps out of line, that makes headlines. You know, here you saw the two pastors being handcuffed walking to the court this past week for allegedly uh, molesting a 15-year-old boy for giving him some strong drink and um, well, one of them started to die. Um, and uh, that was early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I guess, was when they were given bail. They had to sleep over one night in prison and they had another pastor who reacted, saying that we shouldn't let these two innocent men because they're innocent until proven guilty. Um, now that made a headline. Now, let's say a month ago, assuming that these two pastors, I guess they were in the same church, like one was the assistant pastor. They used pastor, one was the youth pastor, one was the pastor. If they did something good in the community a month ago, yeah, that's routine. No, no, that's what you're supposed to do, as sometimes the public looks at it. And so there's no, big deal about it. But once you step outside of what you're supposed to do, there's a problem. And so that's what may create a challenge for the day. But our faith really should have legs, should move. Because if it isn't moving, we call it a corpse, right? Corpse dead, stink, you know, so you paint it, have flesh on it. James chapter 3 says this about the tongue. Now, oh, let me tell you something about the tongue. By the way, where do you find the tongue? You think so? You sure? Is that your fun? Is that your final answer? Be careful. Anything you say cannot be used against you. Think. Siva, as they say. Somebody used to say that. Siva. <laughs> you holding on that answer? Yeah, that's a slow yeah. Okay. That's your final answer. And I think you persuaded Master William to agree with him. All right. Let's, let's say that's where it is. James used um, three things here, uh, uh, more than that, that you find uh, to describe the, the, the tongue. By the way, last week, Monday, yeah, I went to get, how many of you made a bit of money? Mandibulatori. 
Adidas sabun or sabun. Yeah. Mandibular. Maxillar. You familiar with pressure points? Okay. Do you know any from your neck up? You said something about the air, behind the air? Behind the air. Lower down, drop, about a quarter of an inch an inch. You ever try pressing it? And it hurt yourself? <laughs> um, you ever try putting it, your thumb inside, just cheek, maybe bone, that bone here, comes around, just, just touch it. Is, it. is it comfortable? Not comfortable. And then you're not even putting a lot of pressure, you know, just, just your regular, but it's uncomfortable. And you ever thought about if somebody knew that that exists, that that's vulnerable, <laughs> and, and in, in a fight, and in a defensive mode, and you say that exists, everybody has it, you know? So I don't want to waste time trying to do something else. If I can get my hands near that area and get a good grip on now which means from where we are, it's good for our thumb because our thumb is under, so we are under, we pushing up to hold on. If I can get just to hold the head. Now from the opposite side, if your person head is lower than yours, then you have to use one of the other fingers, you know, play with get out of pocket, you know, <laughs> so you, you get underneath it and, and hold it. But it's a very uncomfortable thing. And usually most people's bodies design that they have this part of my body is feeling pain, I'm going to try to move away or to diminish the pain, you get away from that. But if you get a good grip there, you could probably, what they call the person, yield, give up, stop. You know, if you can get pressure point underneath it. Now that's that's how many these there's area here. Do you know that there's one on your hand as well? In case somebody's holding you um, the, thumb. In the thumb that everywhere in the here. And it's very easy because it doesn't matter how bulky the person is. They there's this that's very vulnerable. You know, if you can get you can and you can again, depending on the person's holding, you put your finger in between the thumb and there and just press, you know, to break to break the, the hole. And it's not fair. Hmm. I can get away with that. But this this mandibular is this same bone here that comes up here. Two of them. That's the only one that moves. The one on top that don't move, that's supposed to hold your dentures. Um, that's the max, right? That's on top. You know, that's why you don't call max. Max you know. So he's on top. Alright, that's the max. But the one underneath mandibular. Now mandibular tori. Is this sometimes a little bone inside? Now you may, you know, you know maybe you're, unless you see it on your other Bible called YouTube, you know, everybody goes to find information, I guess. Um, the, like, I call it like bone spur, like instead of the regular shape, there may be a bone in the bone. Where is it? Sometimes, if you read it, I've talked about people who may have clenched their teeth or clench their teeth tight for and over maybe they sort of have it, I guess. Or sometimes when they're sleeping, people are living in the hotel and somebody will tell them that you're clenching your teeth. Or some people you hear people grinding their teeth. And when they're eating after that. Or when they sleep, you know. Anyway, that's and sometimes there's a little I, I guess like a nodule bone pushing inside of the gut. That is what happened to to me on Monday. I had a at the bone sticking out. On, on the inside. Yeah, Anyway, Monday, so it was on the mandibular, and so they're going to get it um, taken out, uh, off. It was not 
and it was not painful, of course, but because it had bulged out and under the other side of the mouth and the tongue. So, um, if, if I was eating something sometimes hard, um, let me see, which I don't normally eat. But let's say a cookie or something, but then I don't eat cookies, that, that doesn't work, um, per se. And then it's soft, and then hard biscuit, like dog biscuit, I don't eat dog biscuit, hard stuff. But um, if there's something hard, because the bone is already bulged out, so it almost forced, forced the tissue over it. So the tissue that goes over the bone is thinner than the regular lining of the tissues in the part of it. And so that area sometimes becomes very easy if something hard gets on it because it's so thin in the blood vessels, they're spotty. And that was uncommon from, from that perspective. So I decided, let me go and ask him, look, take this off. And that's what I want to do. And of course, that process took about closer to two hours than one and a half. I figured time. I told the kids, uh, oh, teasing me about it. Um, so what is it going to be like? I told them, look, I don't want a buddy bugger them out of my eye. When they can do that, knock me out. You know, uh, they, they decided, no, this is a local procedure. You don't have to get knocked out of it. They can keep you conscious. So, okay, here we go. <clears throat> right. So, yeah, of course, you know, the procedure is supposedly dead in your mouth. Well, they had this thing. I guess this, this bone probably was from Andros, from the big yard. So they decided they going to. I thought today you would have an instrument that is easy to take this thing out of well, sophisticated to it. But I guess whatever they were working on, I, I didn't feel the pressure, you know, um, in terms of the assistant. I knew every time if he put his hand under my chin, he's about to do something where he just put a lot of pressure, where he thought that my holding my jaw or my mouth open would not be sufficient, so this is additional support. Um, but I had my eyes closed for the most, uh, most of the whole experience, even though I could hear them talking around, you know, didn't feel any, I guess, any feeling that there was any significance. You know, the initial prick of the needle when they jam in that in the, yeah, you feel it? I feel it. Yeah. So you're still sensitive. Yeah, that was a little wincing moment, but, but the process was, I, I guess, because I went back and looked, looked at it before, this is, what is this going to be like, where they cut the inside of the gum. Peel it back. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? It's disgusting. My grandmother could see me now. And then expose the bone, cut it off. Um, and then this, whatever he was using, obviously was not cutting it. Was not cutting it. <laughs> so he decided we could upgrade this to something else. So he decided to get a jack on not really, but um, decided to use a chisel, <laughs> you know, yikes. So, I told, I told the kids and I came back, this guy trying to give me a concussion. You know, put a chisel there, because he's like, this, this tap, tap kind of thing, like, you know, like chipping uh, uh, that's when I knew, uh, this is a sister, so the partner get it, because that's when they were holding my lower jaw to, to support the pressure of this chiseling effect. And I thought, and I always thought, my look, look what my ma child comes to, <laughs> you know. Um, and so that experience with chiseling off, you know, at this point I can't even, and at one point he says, could you uh, lift your tongue up? I didn't even know I had a tongue. You're so numb here. I don't know my tongue moving or not. I, I could think it. I, I hope my tongue is moving, you know. But then he's, you know, he's trying to get, 
as a full grown man, so I'm trying to work, I guess, to move your town on the side, whatever implement they use, um, to get them to work in that little, I guess, small space. It was, you know, um, pressure. So the pressure on the floor of my mouth um, felt about afterwards, more so than pressure, you know, just feeling them move my head, moving with pressure, whatever. That was um, an experience, an incredible experience. And um, of course, when that was finished, because I heard the assistant ask, Do you sew? And I said, So you could sew? So he basically said, oh, I, I can sew a button on and could hammer pants or something like that. Of course, at that point, he was stitching, stitching back, I guess, my gum that he cut, well, he basically cut off, peeled back, chipped out the bone that from both sides, and then sewing it back up, you know, locking it in. So, those who know how to pray, continue to pray for me, <laughs> you know, because that's exactly what they did, and he's still so, I suppose, to see him tomorrow, to go back just for, uh, I guess, to call a revisit. So he is sewn up my mouth. So my mouth is sewn up as it is now. You might see the bottom, I guess, feet. Take the black. He used a black thread, as opposed to a white thread. So it's not in between. So where he stitched through the yeah. So I was home um, all week under um, jail watch by Jay. You know, um, can't get outside. You know, um, there's something on the paper that don't do any strenuous work or exercise. So, of course, she learned to read early, I guess, and so she read the blue sheet that would tell you what you should do, don't eat, you know, and uh, what you can't eat. So, um, she's been, I told her, she, I, I referred her to the Book of Acts, told her to read Acts chapter 16, the jailer did let Paul and Silas out, you know, <laughs> and took him home, you know. So, please, did I, have, I stand on the word, says, you know, say, he's a jailer, you know, and so that's where I was the um, entire week. Um, and so while this is a process, especially when it's working around my tongue, I was thinking about the passage that we were studying and the, the power of the tongue. He said, you know, it's a good thing I went to um, the pharmacist before I went to him. You know, I said, what is this? Is there a prescription for this? You know, he said, yeah, you will need some antibiotics, some painkiller, um, two, two levels. You see, because sometimes people have a spike in pain. Spike, interesting word, you know, where you the regular painkiller won't cut it. You need this one. So only take this one when the spike. And I thought, now wait a minute, this is in capsule form, so when the spike hit, how quickly does this thing work? Because if I wanted to avoid the spike, I should take it before it spiked. Why should I wait until it spiked? Because by the time I go and get a pill and take it, that's going to take a time to dissolve. How long does that take it to dissolve and find it way up to where it needs to go is to knock out my... I guess my communicators, my nerves that send a message to my brain say, hey, it's hurting me. <laughs> so how do I deal with that? <laughs> you know, but I went and got a prescription early. Well, I'm glad I did that before I went and sat in this chair. Because after I came out of the chair, you can imagine me going to the pharmacist, you know, they get this, he had two, like, two gauze stuck in him, you know, I guess in cheeks. Obviously, the, uh, I guess with the bleeding. Um, and I'm supposed to go to the pharmacy, and maybe if I don't talk this person, the sheep. And they like to ask you, what's your name again? Your address. Because I can't talk Because I won't show my tongue moving. Before. I just say, mm -hmm. you know, if I open my mouth, I guess in the gauze. Because you understuff a, a, I think it was a big thing. Gauze under your tongue. One to the back. 
I guess in case anything that that missed to it, I don't end up be swallowing the stuff. It's crazy. So that worked out well, you know. But the tongue saying, "Boy, you get to be handicapped," and then this guy chiseling here. What if he chip? Knock off piece of my tongue because I know where my tongue is in terms of in the way or not, you know. You get a clip off the end of that, and I won't even know the difference. <laughs> it was crazy. But James talk about it from another perspective. They talk about the tongue as a powerful thing. Let me just read the first um, two verses, and then um, well, I'm going to read the first verse and a half, then ask a question. And he talks, he says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we shall incur a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many ways. He is a perfect man, able to battle the whole body as well. Hmm. The tongue. What, what, what do you remember between verse 1 through 12? What do you remember um, James described the tongue as? Let me use the first one. I just used it here. Bridle. What's the matter? Where do we use the bridle? Not a good Let's get these separate. A bridle. When we, when we think bridle, it's normally associated with what? Horse. What is on? Where's the where's this bridle? Is something? Is it on? Is it? Wait, is it? Wait. Be careful now. Not sure. I don't associate with a horse. It's supposed to be the horse. A bridle. Where's? I think that's what that's what you're the horse with it. That one, right? The rain. Right. No. No. The Iron the piece in their mouth. Okay. Like if, you, if you pull it, they stop. Yeah. Okay. You know I, I, I think so. Yeah, you, you walk me through it. Now I know some people go and look this up before I finish it. Jingle bells. These sound my great grandfather would not be able to do that. But if, if you uh, add the, 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 the bit that goes, yeah, the bit goes across the mouth. The bad is that the side piece, you know, that's attached to the bit. Alright, and then the ring is attached to that, so you can pull the horse, you know, giddy up. Now, there's no pressure, the horse is comfortable, even though he can't close his mouth. He's amazing. They call cool that truly animal, because he can't close his mouth with all this. Now, generally, a horse is not like a dog. dog, if it's get hot, he lets his, he open his mouth, because that's how he that's how he sweats on his tongue. Alright, you don't see him saying, on his coat saying, it's so hot, open his eyebrows, it's just hard day. You know, he just has sound out, you know, and so that's what's been the chill. Now the horse, the horse, do you, when the horse, if you ever paid any attention, do horse have a uh, walk about with their mouth usually open? You know, it's a normal thing. Not a red, not one who has something in because yeah, you're used to not that open. It's a damn clear, yeah. You know, but normally, does he, why does he, does he sweat again through his tongue? I mean, or, or use his tongue to sweat it as a form of, Perspiration. Well, I never see a, uh, a horse sweat. Yeah. I never see a horse sweat. Or get tired. <laughs> they stop. They just stop. But, they, they wait, wait, these horses that you're talking about. See that horse? Like, see what's depressed and. So the horse would be like, just like down the road, like, wait, see how people are thinking of this? And just as we're walking around, like, mouth closed, I just randomly just. I think they just give us their tail. As a, as a form of retired, they just sort of like use their tail as a, as a fan. That's how you call it. The person AC. Private air conditioning. Right in the back. 
<laughs> but really, this bridle uh, is amazing though compared to the size of the horse. The bridle control. And so man has been crafty enough to figure that out. How do I control this big animal? Uh, and put something over this. I can control, I can find a vulnerable spot on the horse, in his mouth, you know. If they, in our mind, we miss what these old cowboy and Indian pictures. Indian use another technique. You know, and that's very good for a name, you know, the mother stuff, they put a little blanket over that and they get it. Gone. But generally speaking, you say this bride is to control the horse. But this is compared to the size of the horse and the bridle and the bit. It's a small little thing, but you put it in a strategic place, it control this massive animal. And this is telling, again, the saying, you know, be careful those of you who teach, you know, you, you practice because you're using your mouth to teach. 